You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Thank you so much for choosing to spend time with me today. You're listening to another episode of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, episode number 24. Listeners, if you're out there and you're not driving, take one second and screenshot your phone and send it to me on Instagram or sit it in your stories and tag me in it. I would love to see who's out there listening and also give you a shout out on my own Instagram stories. I'm so excited to share this episode of Influencer Moms with you. Let's dive in. Today, I have Megan Lofton, the owner of Bootstrap Boutique, and we're diving into that side hustle that everyone speaks on. It seems like every day, we're seeing more and more parents either starting their own side hustle with the idea of bringing in a little extra income, or with the end goal of quitting their day jobs to be small business owners. Megan is the mom of one three-year-old and has a very interesting side hustle, and I'm stoked to be sharing it with you today. Tuning in from North Carolina, Megan, welcome to the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to be sharing this with our listeners. I think a lot of parents out there probably are going to want to hear this episode and then will probably leave with a little fire in their pants to, to get something started. I'm really excited for this. Before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit um, about your family? Yeah, absolutely. So small family right now. It's me and my husband. We have a three-year-old, like you mentioned, little boy, and then also two dogs, two old dogs. They're both 11, which is hard to believe. I love that you mentioned your dogs. I only have a dog as I do not have children. Um, and I always grew up with um, dogs and they are very much a part of your family. So when I talk about my little family here in Boston, I always include my dog. They count for sure. Absolutely. So Bootstrap Boutique is actually just one hat that you wear um, and you, you also have a demanding day job. Can you tell us kind of all the pieces of your, your puzzle? Sure. Yeah, there are multiple hats, which all parents wear, um, for sure. So I don't think I'm unique in that. But some of the hats I wear are, you know, the wife and the mom. And then also I do have the day job, which is pretty demanding. And I'm getting ready to get into my really busy travel season with that, um, which is, you know, three or four days on the road about once a month. Um, And then I also, you know, I say for fun, have a couple of other little side projects I work on. One is the Bootstrap Boutique, where I talk about, it's a YouTube channel, where I talk about how to sell physical products on Amazon. So that is importing from overseas and then selling them on the Amazon platform. And then obviously I have another business where I actually sell products on Amazon. And um, so bring those in from overseas, like I said, and sell them on Amazon. That's something that until I found out this was a thing you could do, I just always kind of assumed that everything I go and buy on Amazon is sold by Amazon. 
turns out that's actually not true. About half of the products that people buy um, are from third-party sellers. So whether that's a big company like Nike or someone like me that's just one person selling a few products. That is incredible. I, um, I didn't know that until we had you know, met, and I wonder how many listeners um, are just now learning that for the first time. That's really cool. Yep. So I've never been a fan of the name Side Hustle, um, but I never knew anything else to call it. And I love how you call yours a nap time job. What can you tell me, you know, what benefit this particular nap time job has for for moms and other parents? What is it um, that's so attractive to those stay at home parents about this particular job? Yeah, well, what's really fun about selling on Amazon FBA is that a lot of it is very hands-off. So, for instance, when I get my products and they come into the United States, they don't come to my house necessarily. They actually go to an Amazon fulfillment center in Amazon. So they're storing all the products, and then when someone buys, they go and they put it in a box and they ship it out. And I never actually have to touch it. So it is something as opposed to like a uh, um, Etsy store where you're probably doing fulfillment out of your house or out of a small studio. It just frees up a lot of that time. Um, anybody that's ever sold on eBay knows that one of the more frustrating things is like the whole packing and shipping. And Amazon, when you sell on Amazon, it just removes that for you. So it's just less that you have to do. Now it's still a lot of time. I still spend a lot of time at least on the upfront work, which is choosing a product, designing the branding and the packaging and all that and deciding how it's gonna look and be presented, but I don't actually have to fulfill it myself. And that's what makes it um, possible for you to do this in small chunks of time over uh, the course of a day. Cool, and if someone were to want to get into this, where where would they start? So I guess probably most people were thinking like store and inventory and shipping and handling online orders, but since that's been taken out, now where do you start? Well, obviously you start with products. You have to have a product to sell. And so one thing that we um, in the Amazon FBA community say is you're not necessarily on Amazon trying to create the next best thing, right? The products that we're selling on Amazon are generally not things that are going to show up on like Shark Tank, for instance. You're not trying to create demand. Where we always think about it is going where demand already is and improving on a product that's existing. It can just be a small tweak, but you know, if you ever are using a kind of an everyday object and you're like, man, I really wish it would just do this also, that's probably a great place to start. So we always start with the product. Um, what is already selling at Amazon that we can improve on, make it a little better, and capture some of that already existing demand? That is so funny that you mentioned that. I always joke that I could be the richest person in the world if I had just a little, a little machine that I could put my thoughts into and it would pump out because as you know, every day I have these thoughts about like, this would be so much better if it would do X or it would do Y or, you know, it can exactly. happen. So that is, that is awesome. I think parents could really get on board with that. I mean, how many times are you changing a diaper and you need something to be just a little different or you're trying to put your kid to sleep and you just need something to do something just a little quieter or maybe a little louder or a little bit softer. Um, that's, that's awesome. So being a business owner and a full-time mom is 
really, really exhausting. Can you tell us a little bit about how you find and keep that balance? What does that look like for you? Oh, how do we keep balance? Um, I don't think that I should be the one giving advice on that at all. I, I will tell you what I do, which is I um, get up at 5 a.m. every morning to sit down and spend. I get That gives me about an hour and a half of concentrated work time. Um, and then another thing that I do is I'm very fortunate in that I work from home. And so I can take lunch and because part of the issue of working from home for anybody that does it, they probably have the same issue is I don't really eat lunch. I just kind of eat all day. And so, so I don't actually usually take my lunch break to specifically like sit down and make a sandwich, but um, I will use my lunch time to also then come back and get some more work done. And then after my son goes to bed, we still try and keep them on like that early bedtime schedule. So seven or seven thirty. then, you know, the rest of my night is spent doing something. If it's um, YouTube or Amazon products or some coaching that I do, all that kind of fits into that after seven, eight o'clock timeframe. So um, I work all the time, but we, you know, we gave up cable a few years ago and we don't miss it. And, you know, I just filled up that mindless TV watching time with work. So I just, what I've done, and it's been a process, but over the past few years as I've started these is I'm just fitting it into when I have time. But certainly when my son is up in the morning until he goes to school, um, you know, when we're eating dinner, you know, all the way from when I pick him up from daycare until he goes to bed, it's just that we, we don't, well, we try, we're not perfect at this, but we try to have our phones away and just spend time with him. Um, it's just really about, you know, everybody says it, but it's so true being present and focused on where you are right at that moment and what you're doing. So backtracking just a little bit, um, I want to talk about your YouTube channel. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started it and um, who, who should tune in? Who are, you, who are you talking to on your YouTube channel? Yeah, absolutely. So I started the YouTube channel because for a long time, I had always wanted to start a business, but I never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, as far as I would start something, I would get really excited about it for a month and then I would move on. And when I found out about Amazon and I was like, this is something I really want to do. I knew that if this time was going to be different, then I was going to have to do something different. And so I really started the YouTube channel at the same time I started researching Amazon. Um, actually, it was a little bit before because some of my first videos are like, I want to start this thing. I don't know what I want to do, but this is going to track my journey. Then I pretty quickly found out about Amazon and started down that path because, you know, if you put something out there to the universe, <laughs> you're going to get an answer back a lot of the times. So, so I found out about Amazon pretty quickly and started down that journey. And I just made a commitment especially in the beginning, it was really important for me to have a commitment to something other than myself to say, okay, every week I'm going to film a video about what I've done or something I've learned. And I've stuck to that for, I mean, I've been doing videos over two years on the channel now. Um, and so it's just been good for me to have that built-in accountability. I think maybe I could get 200 subscribers. That's about probably how many people I think would actually want to watch this. So, you know, we've grown it quite a bit past then now, but uh, that is really the only expectation I had. It was really just for myself to be accountable, to not give up, um, and to keep moving forward, even when times are tough. And I've gone through with this Amazon business, made some big mistakes, had some tough times, and some stuff happened that 
I think if I didn't have that YouTube channel, if I didn't have that accountability, that I would have just said, I'm done, I'm out. Um, but because of those two things together, it's really helped me to keep, to keep going and keep moving forward. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think the accountability piece is huge and that, um, that makes me think of your village, which we will, we will talk about uh, in a little bit. I think that's the name of the game, right? Of like fitting it in um, and then balancing that with, with being present. Um, and that is so hard, right? So, and you have, you have a day job too. So you have multiple jobs. You have, um, you know, a partner who relies on you and, and a child and dogs that rely on you in a household that need you to keep it all going. So finding that balance of fitting things in when you have the time, um, remembering you only have 24 hours a day, right? And then sleep needs to come at some point. Um, we would like to think that we don't need sleep, but <laughs> no, I, day. I know I need sleep. I get, I actually get like physically sick if I don't get enough, a couple of nights without enough sleep and I'll start running a fever. I mean, I, that's something I really don't compromise at all. My body's like, nope, you're done. I can respect that 100%. I am a solid eight-hour gal. Um, I do better if I have nine hours. That yeah. I don't always achieve, but a full eight hours, I definitely need. Um, so yeah, it's nice to hear you. You talk about um, you know being present and finding that balance, which brings us back to your village. Um, who who's in your village? Who helps keep you sane? Who helps um, you know ground you and, and keep you in your own lane as you are going down this journey? Yeah, well, my husband is a huge support. He, um, he is, he's always there for me. He's so supportive. He doesn't necessarily, he doesn't always necessarily get like, what is this whole Amazon thing, but it doesn't matter. He's still a hundred percent like, yeah, if you want to do this, do it. You need to set aside some money. Um, when I was getting started, especially to buy products, go for it, you know, do, you know, live your dream, <laughs> do what you want to do. So he's been amazing with it. Um, you know, most people, when I tell them what I do as far as Amazon, they're kind of like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> that's much more the um, reaction I get because like you said, most people don't know that most of the things you buy on Amazon are not actually sold by Amazon. So um, I spend a lot of time just doing education for you know my friends and stuff when they ask about it. So a lot of people, like I said earlier, and like you said, just don't realize that most of the products sold on Amazon are sold by third-party sellers. And so they, they just didn't even know it was a thing. So I spend a lot of time when my friends ask about it, just kind of telling them what it is I do. But I, I get a lot of good support um, really online. I'm in a few Facebook groups and I'm really active on Twitter and just talking with other people online that, that do this and getting ideas from them. And then with my YouTube channel, I have other people um, that are in the space come on the channel quite frequently and we kind of talk through the challenges that you go through when you're selling this and the ups and the downs and then obviously share that out to the people that watch my videos. And when you want to talk about a support system, um, the community that has grown up around the Bootstrap Boutique is incredible. I have the kindest uh, people on the internet, I swear, watch my videos. I, I get such good comments and support on YouTube, in my email. You know, a lot of people say, oh, YouTube comment sections are horrible, and they're just, you know, people being nasty to each other, and that's not the case on my channel, at least not yet, knock on wood, but they're, they're really amazing. That's awesome. A support system. Um, 
you know, really has such a huge influence on kind of everything. And I'm just thinking in particular about birth and how similar these are, um, you know, having, having those people around you, no matter where you are in life, um, you know, whether you're a child and these are your childhood friends or you're, you know, 80 and these are the, the other old ladies in their wheelchairs racing you down the, the hallways, right? Like you always need that village of people who are going through the same things as you and there to keep you kind of in line and, and, and with your, your end goal right there in, in your face and to remind you kind of what you have set out to do. Um, yeah. Community, so, community matters. It doesn't matter where we are in life. It will, it will always matter. It really will. And community over competition achieves so much more. And if you can just understand that as a community, there's plenty to go around, but as competition, it truly does, it hinders things. So if you can approach things with a community over competition aspect, um, I promise you, you will be, you will be abundant, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> what? What? Agreed. <laughs> what are the biggest lessons that you have learned along the way? You talked about, you know, you made some pretty big mistakes and then um, you have people on to talk about kind of their mistakes. What, what is something that you've learned that if you could go back to your, your self that was just starting out, what would you tell her? I would tell her, um, what I actually tell a lot of people that I interact with on my YouTube channel, because what a lot of people say is I want to start this, but I don't want to screw up. I don't want to make mistakes. And I tell them, I have great news for you. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to screw something up and you're going to be okay. Um, that's just a part of learning. And so, you know, it's really just free yourself from the worry that you're going to make a mistake and just know that you're going to do it. And you're going to figure it out. You know, very few things are you going to do that you can't recover from. So the, some of the things that I have screwed up along the way, you know, you take a step back, you reassess and you figure out, okay, how do I not do that again? And it's, it's not ever as big of a deal as we think it's going to be. So whatever it is that's in front of you that you want to do, but you're afraid to do, just do it because yeah, you are going to make a mistake at some point, but it, you're going to move on from it. It's going to totally be okay in the long run. That is awesome. So my, I, you know, I spent years in early childhood education. And so I often hear parents say things like, you know, oh, I don't want to make them cry or it really upsets them. And that upsets me. And that's true. I mean, some, some cries really just get you right. And you don't want to hear that cry because it makes you so sad. But I have to remind myself that crying means learning, which means growing. And this is, I think it's applicable in adulthood too, is you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It means that you're growing and you want to grow as a human, as an adult, right? If you stayed the same forever, whoa, is it like yeah. me? That's just, you want to be growing. You want to be learning. Um, that means sometimes falling down, but more importantly, it means getting back up and saying, okay, I learned to, you know, pick my feet up a little bit higher. Um, yeah, so I don't fall down again. So what would you say to um, a parent who might be thinking about starting their own business? What would your advice there be? 
I think, especially if you're talking to parents, the advice is start small and do what you can do. It's not, um, it's not a race. You know, we don't need to, you see a lot, especially online, you know, six months to six figures or whatever. And that is very inspiring, but it also can lead people to feel like if they're not doing something in six months, that's making them a boatload of money, then they failed. And that's just not the case. So when I first started, with Amazon and with YouTube, I was probably spending 30 to 45 minutes a night doing it. Cause that was, you know, when you're new to something, everything is overwhelming. The learning curve feels super steep. And so it's just, you can take on too much and get discouraged. So I think if you just start small, you have a few small goals that you can achieve and then you build. And, you know, you don't need to get something amazing built in six months or a year. It's okay to be the tortoise and to take your time building it. I mean, the tortoise wins the race, right? Every so, time I read the book, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think you, you touch on a really important piece of um, kind of social media. So we see, we're seeing awesome things happen with social media, right? So we see um, these really awesome movements that are happening, um, like the Girls Chronically Rock movement, the Me Too movement. We're really getting awareness out. Um, even even things like health, like um, muscular dystrophy and autism, they all are using, um, you know, platforms like that. But then you have this aspect of social media of it is really damaging our mental health in our country, right? Because you scroll through and your body doesn't look like that. And that's not the car that you drive. And that's not your address. And that's not the party that you went to last weekend. And that's not what your partner looks like and your children you know, don't ever sit that still for a photo. There's always something that somebody else has. Um, and I think that's really easy to get lost in it. And it's important to remind yourself, right, that that person probably spent three days trying to get their kid to sit that way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that car, you have no idea how they got that car. Maybe it was a gift. Maybe they have, you know, payments on it for the next 50 years. You have no idea. Um, you know, why that person lives there or um, how they got the house. So I think social media is really great for businesses, um, but it's hard to, I think it's definitely a balance, which plays into your balance of, of life, right? Of being that mom and that, that wife, um, the business owner kind of social media can hit on all of that. And if you allow it to creep in, it can really take over. Yeah, that's especially true. Um, well, in every space, but when I think <clears throat> when I think about it, I think about in the Amazon FBA space on Instagram and in some of these Facebook groups. Um, there is a app that you can put on your phone. I actually don't have it on my phone for a few different reasons, but um, that will show you your daily sales on Amazon. And so people get really excited and they post these screenshots. Um, you know, thirty day sales of seventy, eighty thousand dollars. So that's exciting. It is really fun, but you know, my, this is quickly becoming my hill to die on with Amazon is that revenue does not equal cash in your pocket. That's especially true for a business like ours. That's very, um, cost heavy. You know, you have to buy products in order to turn around and then sell them. So it's cash intensive and profit margins are not super high. Right. And so that is, like I said, becoming my hill to die on a little bit is saying, just ignore those posts. It's great. Some people find them very motivating. Some people find them very deflating. And, you know, if it's not motivating to you to see somebody else just killing it every month, um, then we need to 
really work on ignoring those because if it's not going to build you up uh, and it's just going to discourage you, then you just need to take a step away. Oh yeah. I think um, filtering things are, that's huge, right? It's, it's um, essential in, in protecting your headspace that you work really hard to get to. And particularly that's what I do in birth, but it's applicable in so many spaces of life. Um, once you find that headspace that's healthy for you and you really have something going, you need to start filtering out the people who um, are the things. Maybe it's things that you're seeing. Maybe it's things that you're watching. Maybe it's things that you're reading. So whatever it is, filter that out. If it is coming at you and it's causing like, I, I just picture it as a bubble. Your headspace is a bubble. And if it's causing dings on your bubble or it has the potential to, you know, not bounce off of your bubble, but you know, really get inside. Ooh, you should think about filtering it for sure. I, um, I know that every couple months I go through my social media pages and I, I do, I clear out stuff. Um, and I'm just like, you know, I think I've had enough of this person or this thing or this, whatever it might be, this feeling that they're bringing up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think filtering is, is really helpful. So what would be your biggest advice um, for parents in general out there? Um, so in, in overall parenthood, what would your parenthood advice be for people? Uh, I think my parenthood advice for people is, um, well, I'll tell you the advice I always give to new moms. And then I'll tell you some parent in general advice. So the advice I always give to my friends that are just having new babies is I say, I'm only going to tell you two things. Um, one is everybody has an opinion on how you should raise your kid and nobody knows your kid like you do. So that's not like, that's pretty standard advice, I think. So I'm just like, just feel free to ignore everything. The advice I actually have is for you. It's not for your baby, which is especially for new moms, whenever you're not holding your baby, put your back really straight put your shoulders back and take a really deep breath. It is the most amazing feeling in the entire world. Cause then you got that new baby, you know, we curl our bodies over them. It's just instinctual to like protect them and to wrap yourself literally around your child. And so you put so much, you know, um, stress on your back and on your shoulders. So if you just consciously, if you're, you know, your partner or your mom or somebody else is holding your baby or if they're sleeping, just, Oh, just stand up really straight and take a few deep breaths. And it is so restorative, especially in those early weeks. It's amazing. So that's something I feel like um, is not necessarily parenting advice, but it's something that every mom should do because it's amazing. Uh, and then for just as general parenting advice, um, gosh, I don't know, just, just love your kid. You know, when you're with them, just put your phone down and look at them in the face because they're so little children, especially are so beautiful. They all are. And, um, you know, just that eye to eye interaction with them, I feel like is so special. I mean, my son is three and sometimes, you know, I'm totally coaching him to want to sit on the couch under a blanket with me because that's my favorite thing to do. And, um, and, you know, sometimes we just kind of get under the blanket together and just like look at each other and kind of giggle. I don't even know what we're laughing about. It's just something about it makes him laugh. So um, those are such special moments. And I, I don't know, just look at your kid and just, um, for me, they're just amazing little miracles, you know, and just appreciate the fact that they're here and they're ours and they love us and we love them back. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that those special moments I think are something that 
nobody will ever be able to take away from you, right? They're something that you can have forever and they are just yours. Um, And I think, yeah, being present is really awesome. I think that's, that's number one is advice for parents, but you know, of course I'm not a parent, so I Mm -hmm. don't really, I don't really have a voice in that, but I do know that tiny humans are really incredible. And I always find myself being like, wow, they are actually just miniature humans. Like they can do so, so, so much. Right. So if you just watch a child for an extended period of time without really interacting with them or trying to, um, guide them or or put any kind of structure around what they're doing, just sit and watch 15, 20, 30 minutes. I guarantee you will walk away mind blown with just what they can do if they are just left to be and just let them explore and do right. Um, I think, I think that's huge is to really just put your phone down, be present. Um, and yeah, find those special moments of bonding. And that may look like just watching your child and being like, wow, Mm-hmm. It is a genius, right? Every parent thinks their child is a genius, but it takes those moments for you to be like, whoa, my kid is smarter than the average kid. Um, those are those are really, really important moments. Yeah. You also need that well of like, man, this is a really special kid. I really love him to draw on when he's totally testing your patience. Because <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is not all wonderful. <laughs> You will have those down moments and you will be like, who are you monster child? It will be nice to be like, oh, but they're so cute. It's kind of like the sweet and sour kids, like the commercials, right? They cut your hair off and when you realize it, they give you a hug and you're like, oh, how can I make that you? That is so true. Yeah. (laughs) Megan, it has been so, so much fun having you on the show can you tell us where people can find you if they want to reach out to you, if they want to learn more about you, if they want to buy your products, if they want to um, maybe visit your YouTube channel, stuff like that. Where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. So my YouTube channel is called The Bootstrap Boutique. And so it's youtube.com forward slash The Bootstrap Boutique. Um, I just really, it's a little bit of a kind of a journal of what I'm doing on Amazon, sharing the things I'm learning, sharing the progress I'm making. It really is geared towards people that are new to learning about Amazon FBA. So if you're like, this is the first I've ever heard of it, but I'm interested, then come check it out. There, there will be something there for you um, to help you kind of just get started understanding what it's all about. Um, as far as social, I am on Twitter most frequently. So that's at Meg Lofton. That would be probably the best place to find me. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited um, that you've shared all of this stuff with us. I know that some of our listeners are like, absolutely. This is my jam. I cannot wait to jump into this. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all of your wisdom. All of your words of advice were really amazing. I uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Ah, welcome to the village, Megan. We are excited to have you. Listeners, please don't forget to screenshot you tuning into this episode. I want to see who is listening and where you're listening from so that I can give you a shout out. As always, village members, find your tribe and love them hard. Hey, village members. I wanted to pop on here to give you a quick heads up that our small groups for new expecting and postpartum parents are launching soon. Okay, 
Here's the lowdown. It's one evening in only two hours of your time. We will connect via video call and you will get the chance to hang out with me and five to six other parents just like you, all without having to leave your couch or change out of your yoga pants. This means you can live anywhere and get the support of the Tranquility Child Village. I work really hard to put you in a group of parents, not only by your guesstimated due date or the age of your children, but also location. That's right. This way you can actually meet up with other parents in real life. How cool is that? During our two hours together, you will be able to see me, chat with me face to face, pick my brain with all of your burning questions about what to expect, what's going on with your baby or your body, what you can be doing right now to prepare for your birth or life with a newborn, exploring your options, and all the other things that might be on your mind. This is a safe space. Literally, nothing is off limits. I'm an open book. I want you to ask all the questions and all the things because I promise somebody else definitely has been wondering the same thing. Call on the Tranquility Tribe Village to support you. To sign up, visit our website, email me, or message me on Instagram or Facebook. We cannot wait to support you, and I can't wait to see you there. Did you know you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching The Tranquility Tribe Podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is at Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.